Warning, wrestling POV Global is not suitable for all ages. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Canadian crusher, AJ Sanchez, and uh, you are listening to WPOV Wrestling. Wrestle POV, global black and yellow brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket, but I digress from elite to elite to the hot topic. AW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Hurt any different? I'm sure you're mistaken. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, my co-host as always, first of all, the lone wolf Andy Anderson. Andy, welcome aboard. Pleasure as always. And the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio. Great to be here. Well guys, it's another week. Um, and I got to say, we had, uh, I think we're both, all of us are sort of itching to get to AEW this week because uh, I, I'm not going to say or point fingers here, but if I were, it would be Tandy Anderson. Texting me saying the best episode ever. <laughs> we're going to find out if he was just exuberant over one match or if it really was the best episode ever. We're going to get into that, boys and girls. Uh, first of all, Elio, how was your week, brother? Uh, my week was pretty good. Yeah, do anything exciting, anything interesting? Nope, they uh, just the same things. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, this whole COVID stuff is definitely that. Andy, anything going on in your world? I'm getting fat. No, okay. (laughs) No, No, seriously, I am. I am. This whole gym closure thing and uh you know for for the the avid gym goers especially for those of us that have been doing it for for 20 25 years or more it's such an ingrained part of your life and you know the the cornerstone of your routine so it's if you don't have access to to a home gym or kind of anything else like that you know i have people like oh we'll just go for a walk well no it's not this (laughs) probably not not. i you know what for what i do with work i'm already walking so that you know that negates that right there and and uh it's yeah uh the the government is trying i'm not trying to get all political the government's trying to look after my health yet i seem to be getting uh unhealthier (laughs) yes it's a weird weird kind of paradox same. I had a friend recently said to me that a coworker that I hadn't seen in quite a while used to be a very large lady, and then yeah. she lost like a massive amount of weight, and she looked fairly good. And yeah. now it's been like nine or ten months since she's seen her, and she saw her, and she's like, she's almost back to the same weight. And yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's been so hard. You know, I always joke about it. I'm that dude who every time my doctor's like, all right, Tom, I need you to uh, exercise a little. I'm like, X or what now? What word is that? You know, <laughs> Jim, who's that dude? Why are they closing him down? But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, and then Andy, I'm thinking maybe you should take walks over by like junkyards that have like big tires laying around or something. Yeah, right. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe. Well, you know what? You know what? And I'd almost say that was a good idea, but mm-hmm. also, unfortunately, due to what's going on, uh, I haven't, uh, and if you recall, I have an, uh, an issue with my wrist. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for surgery to get it fixed. Oh. So my, my, my movements are somewhat limited. I mean, I mm-hmm. can get away with using the barbells and a dumbbell, but with the, the flexion needed, I wouldn't even be able to flip a tie right now. So when you switch hands with the dumbbell, does it feel like someone else? Doing it? Uh, Anyhow. Uh, uh. <laughs> 
Elio, you pervert. All right. <laughs> but you know what, guys? One of the, going on. <laughs> one of the things I think I liked about last week, and I think other people enjoyed too, is the fact, and I'm going to do it again this week. I'm going to ask you, each of you, uh, if there is something you came across on the old streaming services or television or some program or two, even if it's a kid show, because I know even Andy has to, me and Andy sometimes have to sit through some of the most inane things possible. Some of them are good. Some of them are inane as hell. But uh is there anything uh, this week that you have, Andy? Anything that you might have seen or any show or movie or anything you want to throw out there? Mitchell's versus the Machines. I've heard about this. Tell me. Yes. Would... So uh, it's an animated movie. Uh, I know last year or earlier or whatever, sometime in 2020, uh, I remember seeing previews for it in the theater. Mm -hmm. I remember the girls were excited. I was excited. And then, of course, everything kind of gets thrown out the window. Uh, I saw recently it popped up on Netflix. Yep. And as soon as we saw that it popped up, it was like oh, the first chance we had, we're going to watch it. And it was great. The girls loved it. I loved it. Uh, I think it's, it's close to like an hour and 45 minutes or something. Like it's, it's long for an animated movie. It's a feature length movie. Okay. It is. It is. But uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, while at the risk of spoiling things, uh, while humanity may persevere in the end, it's one of those things that I'm watching at one point going, you know, if the whole pandemic and government thing doesn't get us, mm -hmm. man, the machine sure will. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, any other, any other selections you want to also throw out there? Or? Nope. Nope. That's, uh, that's oh. it. All right. Elio, anything you saw this week? For me, I just, I just, I went back into the 80s. I just uh, sat down the other night. I was watching a horror movie called Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. I remember that one. Wow. And, and you enjoy you, it's it's an old uh, for, for some reason the, the first time I saw it I was like okay um, this is interesting then uh, and then now, I'm like you that, know what I gotta watch it again because it wasn't as bad as I, as I thought it would be. Now this is the one with the big surprise shocking ending. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, okay, yeah. I'm not gonna ruin it. For, well, no, I mean, no, no, yeah. giving spoilers to a 30 year old movie. <laughs> but uh, let's just say not everybody's playing for the same team you think they're playing for. Elio's been having strange dreams that he's not sure if he hates or likes, but they're strange. Um, Even in his gonna... dreams, I don't know what's happening here. What's going on? What's going on? I'm sure you're mistaken. Put those pants back on. Um, anyways, uh, I, I have two two selections this week, and they're so vastly different from each other that it's, it's rather hilarious. The first one on Netflix I watched was called Brightburn. Uh, which was sort of, I'm, I describe it as a horror movie, superhero movie. And it's basically like Superman, uh, the story of Superman, only instead of being a good kid growing up, he decides to start slaughtering people left and right with his powers. <laughs> what? Yeah. So it, it's, it's, wow. it, was, uh, it was fun. It was I remember different. seeing that in the theaters. I remember seeing that in theaters. Awesome. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. And I remember yeah. with uh, one of my other friends that we went and watched, and that was the whole thing, was basically it's like, if Superman chose to be evil instead of good, yeah. this is what it now, yeah. I'm going to throw a wrench here because you guys are not going to expect the next movie. The next movie, uh, you can find it on Prime right now. It's called uh, The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. And uh, it's a romantic teenage-type comedy. And I don't say teenage. No, it's a romantic comedy about this uh, boy who's stuck in a time loop. Every day he keeps waking up at the same thing, sort of Groundhog Day, where he meets a girl. <laughs> And the two of them, and they actually actually make fun of it. They actually talk about Groundhog Day and uh, what's the the Tom Cruise one? Um, tomorrow or Edge of Tomorrow or something like that. I remember where he was stuck in a time loop. Uh, yeah. So 
uh, this whole uh, story about this kid stuck in a time loop with this girl he meets up and they start walking around their town and start writing down every perfect moment that they're witnessing because it, it happens every day. So just little beautiful things that happen. And it turns into a really kind of touching, romantic, sad story at the end that you don't expect. And I was, I thought it had a lot of great heart. It was uh, a movie I would recommend for people. It's a movie you watch with your wife, girlfriend, um, Leo, I would say with your puppets, whatever, whatever you. Uh... What? <laughs> this isn't Willie's Wonderland. What's going on? Oh, wait, that, that's that's Rick with the puppets. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get into some let's get into some wrestling. My goodness. Um, today we're going to start off with our elite delete. This week's elite delete, I was curious with because this is a, this is to me a uh, a prime example of bringing in a guy with a name. He's been floating around here for a year, and he really hasn't done a lot of note at all. But there are reasons, too, okay? The person we're talking about is Jake Hager. Now, bear in mind, he is a former WWE guy, and they could be using him. He's a former world champion, but he's also been competing, competing in Bellator for the last while, too. So it's limited his actual ring work. I'm not sure exactly where he stands now, but it seems like in the last couple of months, we've seen a lot more Hager than we've seen the entire time that he's been here. And he's been here for a while. So it got me to thinking what people thought of him. Is the Jack Hager we're seeing right now, is he elite? Should we be pushing him? Should he be doing, going into some kind of programs on his own? Or is it a delete sort of situation? Should he be sent down to the minors? Does he need some retooling? Let's start off with you, Andy. Elite delete on Jake Hager. You know what, he, he is what he is, just kind of as you described about kind of, uh, at least like a part-time, I think we can agree, it's kind of, he's kind of like a part-time in-ring performer. Yeah. I mean, he can be a full-time character, but part-time in-ring performer. Um, you know what, he, he is unique in, in what he does, and, and I'm okay with him there. I don't, like, to me, he doesn't get a lot of single, single airtime. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like he's taking airtime away from Miro or Ricky Starks or the acclaimed or, or mm -hmm. anybody like that. So, you know, kind of in, in his enforcer slash badass MMA inner circle role, mm -hmm. I, I think he's cool. And I say elite and keep him where he is. Okay. Okay. Uh, Elio, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm saying I'm going to say elite. I think he's a uh, fine where he is. Is that enforcer type? in the inner circle okay um i you know i, I kind of wonder what, what would it be like to unleash this guy a little more you know what if we had him a little more would he crap out because let's face it in, uh, near the end of his wwe run he was just a big guy with a funny speech pattern who really didn't do much right um he's been presented as a monster he's been presented as a goof so what would we get out of him full time? I don't know, but I have noticed that the uh, they've really given him a little more leeway the last couple of weeks. Uh, he definitely showed up in blood and guts. Although I gotta say, guys, uh, you remember how everybody was? I mean, let's face it, we all kind of wanted to see Wardlow versus Jake Hager. That was kind of a building to that. Yeah. And man, when they were in the rig together, that was shit. That was not very good. It was just like we got it, and we realized we didn't really want it. It was not the best. Uh, outing with the two of them going one-on-one -on -one with each other against the cage. It was rather anticlimactic and not very good. So um, I think this for me is a, an interesting question. 
if if I mean elite in the sense that let's send him out to do his thing and, and become a, a full-time wrestler, uh, I don't think so. I think he needs something a little more. But if he is taking that small part-time role, like you guys say, keep as the heavy for the uh, – uh, what's Jericho's team called? I keep forgetting. Inner there. Circle. Oh, inner Circle. It's something ge- geometrical. Uh, the Inner Circle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I see it. So – Let's uh, let's take a take a. I know there's been some comments here by uh, some of our fans. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, sorry, I hit the wrong one. Gonna start reading comments about the next guy. That's not gonna be cool. Uh, all right, Alan Dean, short and sweet, just says delete him. Ouch. Ah, uh, this one's mean. Richard Wallace deleting this dribbling. <laughs> delete this dribbling buffoon. I'm surprised he hasn't electrocuted himself with the, the amount of spit that comes out of his mouth. that is kind of mean uh travis daniel says use him more (laughs) this okay i'm sorry Vern hampton this comment i i don't know what you're thinking here buddy but why is he going after the tnt no okay i get that or the ftw title why would you want to go after an imaginary (laughs) title yeah, well, let's go after the imaginary nonsense title. Oh, my goodness. Um, anyone else? There's one other comment. Do you want to read that one? Um, either one of you guys. Who has it open? I've got one. I've got a Who you got? I'm already going to the other ones here. Darren Metzler says, Elite needs a manager. Could be a monster. Yeah, you know what? I think, I think uh, Hager's definitely a guy who can't – if he's not in a group, he definitely needs a manager. I yeah. don't see him as a guy who can run. And let's face it, we're not trying to be mean as the other guy was, but he does have some speech uh, problems. And uh, that does not come across as a great, you know, it's like Mike Tyson. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but everyone laughs after you see Mike Tyson talk. Well, you don't laugh at his face, of course, but uh, <laughs> you laugh when you hear him because he has uh, such an odd voice for his body. Uh, same as Hager. Uh, is there any other comments? I think that's all of them. No, that's right? that's all the comments. Okay. So why don't we dig into uh, our our Global Matic 3000. It's our new computer that we have built to calculate all of you beautiful fans sending in letters. What does the machine say today, Elio? Hit the button and tell me what the machine says. All right. Says. So, so Elite Delete, 80% say Elite, and well, 20% say Delete. Wow. I'm surprised after all of us talking that such a high number said delete. 20% may not seem much, but it seems the way we've all had a consensus here. I'm a little surprised that that many people think delete. So obviously people are remembering some of his failures in the WWE. No, that was 80% elite. 80% elite. Yeah, no, I said 20% delete. I'm surprised such a high number oh. of people oh, after oh. we all agreed. Yeah, oh, I see. Such yeah, a yeah. high percent would also say delete after yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, the way thinking. the way you were talking, I think I kind of understood it the same way Elio was. It was like twenty percent. I was like, "Well, that's not high." Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. It, it's it's a high number considering the consensus we've had. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now, <laughs> boy, you know, I just even hate talking about this guy sometimes. <laughs> he should, we're going to get into that this week's AEW. Oh, uh, I have a giant announcement. <laughs> Don't give me a freaking break. All right. Oh, I, I have a giant f- ego. <laughs> yes, and an extreme, an extremely long entrance. Oh God, that's probably still going on right now. Um, <laughs> today, our hot topic is: Should Cody Rhodes take time off? And I'm going to start with our good friend Elio Canella. Be a gentleman, Elio. Should 
Cody take time off. Please take time off. Like, there's too much Cody on this, on my screen every week. It, if he's on a match, he's making some sort of announcement. You know, like this guy, the the company's gonna be fine if he dis, if he disappears for a short for a time. It's not gonna hurt the company. The company's gonna go on and it's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Andy. Go home and be a father <laughs> to your child. See, I was being nice. <laughs> I am being nice. As, as a father, and I've been in his position uh, with, you know, with a newborn, mm-hmm. go home and be with your child. Take some time. Don't miss a moment. Go home. <laughs> See, these guys are... So are, basically, are, you're telling them to go home. <laughs> these guys go are kind of... <laughs> they're hinting <laughs> at it, and they're trying to be as nice as they can. But I'm going to give you guys an example. And Andy, I'm sorry, I'm going to use you as the example. I don't oh, mean, no. Okay? But imagine that if I invited Andy over for dinner, and I had a giant family, and Andy just sucked the air out of the room, just made the whole night horrible. And everybody remembered, oh, fuck, Andy Anderson's coming over again. Good thing this is hypothetical. This is hypothetical, because Andy is a delight. If any (laughs) of you people want to invite this man for supper, just have extra meat. He is a delight, okay? Now, suppose that Andy came to supper once a month, only once a month. But it was such a horrible experience for everyone that everyone lived in dread of the once a month. This is the point of Cody Rhodes. To be honest, he isn't as much on as we think he is, but God, he sucks the air and the joy out of whatever that he appears in that it makes it feel like he's it's an all Cody show when I'm sure if we actually took the time and recorded how much time he was there, it's probably a small amount, but he leaves such an indebitable, horrible stain on the feeling that you get out of wrestling right now. I mean... Today, we're going to talk about it. He cut a promo that should have, any other person's hands, would have been, oh, what a touching thing. But instead, it made us all roll our eyes and go, oh, fuck, shut up, Cody. You know? Like, that's what he's become. And he's really on that danger of garnering the legendary X-Pac, where people are just going to shit on everything he does, unless he, I don't know what what he's got to do, but he's got to leave. He's got to change something, because the character he has is nothing that people really want. He seems to think it's what he wants, and AEW jams him down our throats. And that's another problem. We're humans. You jam something down us, you push something on us, we're always going to turn around and push it away, even if it's good for us. So, um, yes, Cody, take some time off. Don't take the Matt Hardy route and disappear for no time and just come back. Uh, and And I don't know. I get you think you're the big star, but man, you're not as big of a star as you think, and you just look like a giant ball of douche when you keep doing all your superstar things, like the extravagantly long, stupid entrance, or every week saying the giant important announcement, which just turns out to be a promo that every other wrestler is also cutting. They don't get their theme music and all this giant crap, but why do you? I don't know. And the fact that I'm answering, asking the question like that, the fact that I'm talking like that says yes, you definitely need to go away for a little while and make us want you to come back. I mean, John Cena's been there. There's been a lot of wrestlers who we've gotten to that point where, like, go away. They have. And when they've come back, things have changed. So uh, 
Any comments uh, we got on this? Anyone want to read anything? Go ahead, Elliot. Okay, so Jamie Richardson says, Cody needs to go back to ROH or NJPW for a while or change his whole outlook on AEW. Saying all this while wearing my Cody shirt. Yep, and that's a great example. He is good wrestling. He does present a lot of cool stuff and he can do cool things. But he's made it to the point where you're willing to buy his T-shirt, but you don't want to see the guy for a while. What does that tell you? All right. Um, uh, do you have one down there? Oh, does that, do you have one, Andy? There was, whoops. Ah, I just lost it. Ah, what's going on? Oh, sorry. I took away Elio's line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had. Mike Davidson. Yeah. Go Mike ahead. Davidson had the comment of extremely overrated slash overpushed. And I think that's something that we've all discussed in our things here. Uh, turn on the uh, Global Matic 3000. Let's see what kind of numbers we got there. <laughs> all right. So we have 75% saying yes, he should take time off. Well, 25% say no. Hmm. I'm actually surprised the number of 25 is, is that high. <laughs> 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 I thought more people would want him to go away. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there we have it. That is our look at uh, our elite and delete this week. Uh, we're going to jump right into, uh, we're going to take a quick break, jump into our AEW coverage. But you know what, guys? Usually uh, I, I bring, ask a, a wrestler or a wrestling legend to come on and, um, you know, hawk t shirts for us. But this week I thought I was going to, you know, wrestling and video games go hand in hand. So this week, I reached in, got some connections, and I got my hands on Mario. That's right, oh. from Super Mario World. Mario, sell some t-shirts, my friend. It's a me, a Mario. I like it, the podcast. It's a good, right? You listen to the WPOV. You buy the t-shirt. Hey, it's a great. Go to theprowrestlingtees.com backslash wrestling POV it's super buy a t-shirt hey Luigi you buy the t-shirt hey princess you buy the t-shirt hey Bowser you are big you buy two t-shirts everybody buy a t-shirt time to go oh no That moment of insanity. But wow. Oh, thank you, Mario. That, that was awesome. And I want to thank Nintendo for loaning him out to us for the day. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't know how you're going to top this, Elio, but uh, why don't you tell people where they can write in and, um, you know, send comments and whatever. And after that, tell people, uh, yeah, just, just okay. Sometimes you can write in on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter Wrestling POV. And you can listen to WPOV Global with the Lone Wolf and Anderson, the legend TJ Logan, and the gentleman Ella Canella. We're one of four four shows that on the WPOV network. We have Aftermath, we have W, which is after every pay per view, WPOV, which is on Saturdays with Rick's Round the Third, the $50 Man Click Cummings, and Tony Diaz. We have a quarantine on Wednesdays, and you can list all of those on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, 
Podbean, and TuneIn Radio for free. You know what, folks? Both of us are just a little off base here. I mean, we're trying to get audio autographs from uh, Mario. He's bouncing <laughs> off the walls. He's eating no. mushrooms for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. But uh, wow. I, I, I've got my little notepad in my hand. I want my autograph. <laughs> that's ah. a smash to meet the ball, Elio. <laughs> Put down Elio's meatballs. Get your own. All right, folks. Oh, no. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. After we've all finished our own mushrooms, we're going to come back and talk to you about AEW Dynamite. Hey, this is Scotty Mack, and you're watching WPOV Global. And we're back. Hey, folks, uh, let's take a look at AEW Dynamite. And I got to say, going in, I wasn't sure what to expect. It was a loaded card uh, advertised to us, and uh, I think it delivered. I know my age. I want to start off with, uh, let's start off with the first match. Uh, we had Nagata versus Mox. Now this, this was interesting because this is John Moxley defending his IWGP um, US title against uh, Nagata, who I don't know if you guys know much about Nagata, but uh, we've watched him quite a bit on mm-hmm. uh, New Japan Wrestling. He is an older wrestler. I talked about it last week that I was a little bit worried about what we were going to see tonight. But holy crap, Nagata brought it, man. He he delivered a very solid, fun match. Um, first of all, let's talk about weird music. Andy sent me a thing saying, what the hell? Is Tony Khan trying to buy up more songs? I don't know. But I got to say, Wild Thing, I don't know if that's a choice I'd use for John Moxley. It didn't seem to fit his characterizations and what he does with stuff. It made me just kind of go, okay. <laughs> He was doing his best Rick Vaughn because TNT's got an upcoming marathon of Major League. And, I love Major uh, that one of my now, favorite movies. Right? Exactly. So that's that's probably why. Um, I did notice that uh, he got a hard way cut somehow. I'm pretty sure uh, that he took a heel to the face during the, this match. It, uh, he started bleeding quite a bit. Um, takes the win with the paradigm shift, which I was surprised to see they got to take in a paradigm shift. Um, I got to say, I really like this match. It was very hard hitting. Nagata ran with Moxley. Um, and at the end, a great shine of respect, especially Moxley uh, bowing down and uh, showing a submission to, to uh, Nagata. Uh, you want to start off, Andy, with this one? Uh, you know what? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good match. But to me, I just I couldn't get into it. Okay. Just for the fact um, there wasn't really any story built into it. Let's be honest. I mean, it was just, oh, it's a title defense. And uh, this is actually, I mean, I heard this recently. And maybe it was Jericho on the Broken Skull Sessions. But it's something that really resonated with me. And I think it's not just those of us that are inside uh, the business, but just because even with fans in general, just because there's been so much wrestling and because it's hard to come up with new and original ideas and angles and Mm -hmm. content, and wrestling fans are just smarter. Mm-hmm. It's like you already knew the outcome of this match. Yes. You knew Mox wasn't going to lose. And, and I think for me, that's where it was like, okay, well, yeah, there, there was some good stuff here. It was a, it was a solid match, but um, there, there wasn't really any suspense. There wasn't really a lot of emotion for me. And mm-hmm. it was, it was kind of like a foregone conclusion. So Again, not a not not a bad match, and I mean, you know, obviously a little bit more Japanese style, obviously, but uh, yeah, it was okay. I, I gotta say, Andy, for me, it was also the fact of. Do you remember back in the old days of WCW? Every now and then they bring in a Japanese wrestler, 
and yes. you knew the guy wasn't going to win and take the title, but it was such a treat to see this dude who you're never really going to see on yeah. American television again. And I kind of took it at that. I knew Nagata okay. really didn't have a chance, but to, to see him highlighted to an American audience to do his thing and look pretty good for a 51 year old man. Yeah. I, I really enjoy, I, I enjoyed that aspect, but you're right. There was not one moment where I actually thought he was going to lose that title. Uh, Elio. Yeah. So last week uh, we were saying we weren't sure like what we were going to get to this mm-hmm. I was fine with this match, um, the paradigm shift, uh, the show of respect at the end, um, the the odd choice of an entrance scene for Moxley. <laughs> like, I was like, okay. Do you guys think we're going to see that again uh, the next time Moxley comes out, or do you think it was just for this match? I think it's just this one time. I think it was a one-off, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, yeah, I'm, no, I'm so interested to find out. I, well, yeah, I was fine with this match. Um uh, yeah, yeah. Notice uh, we didn't get any reference to uh, Moxley being called a little punk. Yeah, none of the made-up <laughs> storyline they threw in last second. None of that stuff was in there. Um, I also, uh, oh, geez, just slipped my mind. Sorry. Go on. Is that you no, know that Okay. Okay. So yeah, um, I'm curious. I, I did have. Hey, I did have a fan. Uh, text you had a fan? Yes, <laughs> I had him. I killed him. No, um. I had a fan who uh, texted me during the, the opening of the match and he was raving about how much he loved Wild Thing as, as and this was actually the original one too because even Jim Ross said, is that the Trogs? The Trogs he, yeah. he actually brought up the band. Um, but uh, the fan said he was, sick of, uh, he was sick of Moxley's generic sounding theme and at least this was something different. So we'll see how that goes. So next we go to a thing with Ortiz, Guevara, and Hager, they do this great promo, which uh, I was surprised at the intensity of it. They explain that Jericho did he have like something they said uh, a sprained elbow, hit an elbow or something, hit an elbow, and that Santana ridiculously has been arrested for using a fork <laughs> on MJF. I mean, in a day where we know New Jack can take a knife and stab people in the forehead in in gymnasiums, we're going to think that a fork is going to get you arrested. I had a hard time with that. Even everything going on in the match in general. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the one thing. Okay. Yeah. So we end up, uh, I got to say, in my opinion, just really quick, did you guys think, I, I thought they came across as good, particularly Hager and Ortiz really seemed, I, I yeah. think Guevara didn't seem so tough. He seemed like a guy pretending to be tough, but the other two yeah. came out legit. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I agree. Okay. Um, oh, boy. We have a special announcement from Cody Rhodes tonight. Uh. So, Cody America. Rhodes music. Oh, wait, not that music. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Continue. Now, this was the best, the only time I'm ever going to thank commercial and commercial. You know the thing? They started Cody's entrance, and then they went to the commercial, and we missed the entire thing, which was awesome. And then he's in there talking. Please do that with every time that Cody has to do his entrance. Um, talk about wearing your welcome out, guys. He gave what I think if just about any other wrestler in the world had given that promo, we would have been like, wow, that's touching. But it, it had us all roll. I, I'm pretty sure it had you guys rolling your eyes too. He's trying, first of all, getting to the point. Get to the point, Cody. I mean, it took him like five, six, seven sentences before he even could get to what he was really, this thing was about, about Anthony Gogo. It was just like, you're reading a book to me. Yeah. Don't need it. Don't like it. And it just seems eagle eagle warping. I don't like it. 
you guys very are guys ego driven yeah very ego driven so I'm, i i wrote here guys i mean am i the only one seeing this or did you guys get something else out of this yeah you know what i i'm i'm maybe i'll look at it this way mm-hmm. it it's almost like and i'm not even gonna go to the route of you know you where you said if anybody else had done it it would have been good because yeah. I, I i don't necessarily agree with that okay but it's almost like the it was solid content but because of who it was that brought it down mm. and it just I don't, I don't know if that makes sense i mean no it totally does it, it's you know because you could probably give it you could probably give that same promo to half the you know or three quarters of the roster and it mm-hmm. still probably wouldn't be that good right but, but he just, brought it even worse i don't want to say he brought it worse but it's just um it's like he was kind of it was already kind of like the two strikes against him just for unfortunately for right now being cody mm-hmm. and to and to try to deliver that it just yeah as i just you know said a few minutes ago it it felt more ego driven and i and i i believe it was heartfelt uh, you know, when he was talking about his wife and he was talking about his kid, he was talking about like, the racial segregation and, and that stuff, all legit. And I mean, and for, for 2021, you know, it's it still, unfortunately, uh, hits hits home. But uh, yeah, it just, um, for for what it was and what it led to that, you know, he's going from the, the, the nightmare to the dream. <laughs> you guys get that and i think i too know i wondered if he'd said that somewhere in there yeah and that's you know he says oh that's when he says oh justin roberts you know hey this pertains more to you or whatever is that i'm going to be the american dream and that's like wow i too know so much i missed that andy but like to be and and, and now which you know concerns me is it's like mm-hmm. okay well i really hope like and, I, and again this is we all know I'm not big on fantasy booking. And so, I mean, we don't know the direction, what they're doing. Say that, but me and you fantasy book like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's frustrating, but I really think Anthony Agogo needs a win. Oh yes. And you know, it's one of those things now it's like, okay, well, if you're bringing in the nostalgic heart, heart tugging, uh, heart string tugging, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the American dream because I'm fighting for, for the, you know, for my kid and all this. And that's like, oh, you're going to be hard pressed to find a loss there, which yeah. having said that, because of that, I think if it's, if they do put a go-go over and it is a, a heck of a match that could, that could really be like a, a you know, like a, like a making point for him. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, we'll see. Well, you got to bear in mind too, like back in the day when Dusty Rhodes booked angles, he would book this similar kind of angle, but he wouldn't deliver it this quick. You know, he would take the loss. He would take the beating. He would take the things and crescendo it up to something important. But AEW has not been doing that. They've just been throwing everything at us like left and right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really on the fence of where this is going to go to. All right. You know what? I know you're not the biggest Young Bucks fan, Andy, but uh, I'm going to say the Young Bucks versus SCU was actually a pretty good match overall. It had some points in it where were a little ridiculous, but there were some actual points where the Young Bucks were selling well and telling a good story here. Um, it, it was a great match. Uh, what a bloody mess that uh, Christopher, Daniels, uh, Christopher yeah. Daniels, holy crap. Um, I'm not exactly sure where you get that much blood from because afterwards it looked like it was coming by his nose. I don't know. It was uh, hard to tell where it came from at the end, but it was a gross amount in the beginning. Um, Kaz, man, that guy... 
is something else. I kind of do. I'm kind of glad they broke them up because I want to see this guy do a, a singles run. Uh, he was doing some incredibly cool stuff. Uh, it's a little contrived, but that double pin he did was pretty unique. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did a Styles Clash to get in the face. Of, and they uh, actually called it a Styles Clash. Yes. Yeah. No, not even a thing. They called it a Styles Clash. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Maybe maybe I'm just being a little silly, but uh, I know Matt Jackson is doing everything he can to be the biggest uh, <laughs> douche. But the whole, um, I love you, I'm sorry. Like, oh, there, I, my I, yeah. When, when, when I when I saw that, I'm like, are you serious? Are you really doing the WrestleMania 24 ending with Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels? <laughs> yeah, but didn't it also push him to a douchier level? I mean, it did have the <laughs> desired effect. No, but n- no. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. No for me. Okay. Because I get what you're saying, and I can see that, where it's like, oh, I can't believe that they disrespect Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair yeah. like that. To me, it's like, really? Like, shut up. Like, like, shut <laughs> the front door. Like, do better. Do better. Yeah. Like, that's it's like, it's like that's Rick cool. saying cheap heat, right? It's a cheap heat. It, it is. It's, it's, it's cheap heat. And are, they, are they always saying that they're, they're trying to be different from WWE? Oh, yeah, which we'll get to later as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, the, to me, that's just, again, like, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan, and that definitely doesn't. Help it doesn't help you. Okay. No. I, I will say though, uh, like I said, I really think in my mind that Nick Jackson had been on some kind of weird sleeping pills or something because <laughs> that dude finally looks like he's awake. You know what I mean? He this looks guy like he has shown signs of life. Yeah. Um, ends up being a whole schmoz at the end to get uh, the Bucks take the win. Uh, SCU now has to break up, and then there was a, like a whole bunch of stuff going on. Of course, you know. I I don't know. Like I said, it was the one time I'm kind of glad that uh, Daniels and uh, Kazarian have lost this. Uh, I don't know if there's a storyline there. I don't know if you try and salvage a re-comeback. Do you put, you know, in the old days, you throw them under masks and drive the guys crazy till it's revealed yeah. that you give a match versus whatever. But at Christopher Daniels' age, I'm not sure if you really want to do that. We've seen quite of a slowdown for him. At the same time, as much as he's been slowing down, Kaz has been skyrocketing the moves. So um, I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I want to see uh, Kaz going forward. Uh, and you guys have anything on this match? Oh wait, uh, don't forget the bleeding on the spe- the bleeding on the sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> that just killed me with what's his name? Uh, what's their, no, what's their jerk uh, manager? Don uh, Callis. Don Callis. Oh, this is terrible. It's terrible. He's bleeding on his speakers. <laughs> speakers was like, Tony who was like, well, they're making lots of money. They can just buy new ones. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> uh, to, to your comment, though, yeah. I just just to be funny. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I want to see the hooded come back. I want to see uh, Los Conquistadores. Dos mil vente uno. And uh, I'd like to see Francisco and uh, I don't know, would he be uh, Christophe or Christ, uh, Cristobal? Cristobal. Cristobal and Francisco Los Conquistadores because we know someone from AEW is listening yeah. so if all else fails Conquistadores 2021 muchas gracias uh, what did you think of the blood spot did you think it was a little bit uh, much I, and I don't mean, here's the funny part that initial thing when the blood started on the mat it was just like a pile of it 
And I'm like, oh my gosh. But as the match was continuing and stuff, it wasn't so gross, but it did add to the match. Yeah. So I was kind of like throwing in that part. That, this. <sighs> Do you yeah. think it was real blood? Do you think the initial blood was real? Because that was a heck of a lot of blood that just splatted off his head. Yeah, as soon as his head hit the ring post, yeah, it, he falls and you see all this like stream of blood. Yeah. It was like a <laughs> bucket of blood <laughs> fell off his head. Sure, I'll say sure. <laughs> Let's suspend our disbelief. All right. Um, did you enjoy this match, Ellie? By the way, Andy, did you enjoy the match overall? Yeah, it wasn't bad. I unfortunately, you know, my my tainted again, being tainted. They were, you know, we knew we knew who was going to win, uh-huh. but uh, they they made it exciting and and it it, it was fun. And I mean, it, excuse me, I'll say that even for like young bucks standards, it wasn't mm-hmm. too overly ridiculously crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to credit that maybe more to Kazarian and and Daniels, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was all right. It was fun. You had me worried there for a second because you said tainted, but you kind of paused for a sec. And I, was, I thought he's going to talk about his taint. I don't know. What he, I, I guess he thought I was shitty, but I mean, okay. Well, <laughs> Elio. <laughs> uh, I, I thought this was a fun match. I enjoyed yeah. this match. Yeah. Okay. Um, next, we move on to, and oh, we're not WWE at all, but let's move <laughs> to Mox and Eddie grabbing a cameraman and trashing the elite's dressing room. Ooh. And all I could think about is, man, that Pepsi machine gets around. Because <laughs> that Pepsi cooler. Well, I'm sure every, 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 every dressing room has a Pepsi cooler. You really think there's more than one dressing room here? <laughs> there's got to be at least two. <laughs> I don't think there Well, I think if that kind of set, I'm sure there, there is two. One giant normal one that everyone actually changes in. And the staged one that they keep going into. But, uh, okay, uh, do we even have to talk about this? this? Is just ridiculous. They they trash the thing. Ooh, because we know that's what real tough guys do: is they break into people's houses and they just throw their clothes around. Jerks. We all know that they're outside, you know, <laughs> celebrating the match or whatever. So we'll go to the dressing room when no one's looking. Yeah, that that's a tough guy move. A tough guy move if I've ever seen one. Um, then we get okay. Why is Christian doing backstage promos? Why is did they have a feel of it that's just not as good? I, I, I just not liking it. And then Matt Bourne comes out and says he's going to s- s- fill in this uh, contract. Matt Bourne? You mean Matt, Matt Seidel? I was thinking Matt even Bourne. Ke- even coming Bourne. back from the dead. No, no. I was, th- I was thinking even Bourne because that was what he was called in. Evan uh, Bourne, yeah. Evan, Evan Bourne, yeah. Bourne, so, yeah. So Matt Seidel, who, man, I can see why they don't let him talk much. Because <laughs> he, he did not sound convincing whatsoever. I think his lines should have been more like, I'm going to deliver a paper to you next week, Christian. But anyways, <laughs> I uh, I could tell you how I don't think I've been more than unenthused by an event next week after this promo, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Matt Sedell just did not come across as being any kind of credible threat here. Uh, am I wrong? No. Nope. <laughs> sorry, Matt. Back to the drawing board. Um then this, okay. <laughs> we 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 we've been wondering all week which direction they were going to go in this. I guess we. This is total WWE stuff, and we should have guessed this. We were wondering: Is it going to be Pack? Is it going to be Orange Cassidy? Okay, um, this has been the big thing. Who gets the title shot? Match starts off with Orange Cassidy surprisingly starting off the match and having control for the first little while. 
Uh, so much so he went to the first commercial break, he was still in control, which really surprised me. He was really hucking uh, Pac around. Um, commercial comes back, and of course, now he's flat on his back. Uh, they do a bunch of stuff. And then this was really, there was so many breaks. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there was so much commercial and picture in picture and things going on. It was super hard to follow who was actually gaining any advantage in this match. And maybe that was by design because I couldn't tell you by the time that Omega came in and jumped pack with the belt, I was still unsure who was even in really leading the match. I mean, sure. Cassidy was down, but it had been so disjointed this whole match. I thought you were going to take Cassidy out. Did you? He, he, he was, he, he kept uh, going. He kept cheering Pac on to like win mm-hmm. the match. Yeah. It, it, and, and showing you that Kenny Omega is not a smart man. Okay. Uh, he built an exploding uh, ring that didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. Um, and then did he really think that in the world of pay-per-views that if he made it so that the two guys lost, that they would tell their main draw for the pay-per-view, you know what? You can stay home. You obviously, there's nobody for you to fight. Wow. What is this guy smoking? Because that was the dumbest move ever. He takes up Pac. <laughs> and uh, so now Orange and Pac both get counted out. He says he's going to go home and enjoy the time off. And of course, Tony Khan has to, <laughs> has to make a match super quick. Sends Shivani down there to say, well, now it's a three-way. That is the that is the the WWE thing right there. Let's you know who they should have brought out for that? Who? WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. <laughs> player, player. <laughs> Hold on, player. <laughs> yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> good call. We're going to make this match a triple threat. We're going to have against, a triple threat match. And against The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been amazing. Um, guys, I, 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 for me, I'm going to say this match was, there was, it was, there were so many problems with the editing, the shooting, the, the, the commercial things. I did not feel like I even got a really a match here. It was, I mean, it went longer than 10 minutes, but it sure as felt like it was like a two minute uh, promo. I don't know. Uh, what, how about you, Elio? Did you get anything out of this? No, this match, uh, uh, yeah, no, I didn't enjoy it smash. I didn't get anything out of this one. All right, Andy? Yeah, it's uh, disjointed. Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was I got so bored near the end of it, I wasn't paying a lot of attention. And then one of the things happened, I actually had to rewind to figure out what happened because I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think that was a, a very good, uh, oh, a very good. I, I will say though, be, being being a Canadian and uh, originally being from Winnipeg, I did pop when uh, after the match or whatever where they made the announcement, or at some point there they made the announcement, and I think it was Don or Ken. That's it. We're going back to Winnipeg. That <laughs> <laughs> just made me laugh. Now for Winnipeg me, even mentioned the best night, the best line of the entire night was also in that match near the end where Jim Ross said, how can he, how could anybody sneak up on anybody wearing that suit? (laughs) 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 Which which I thought was pretty funny. Um, All right. Next we cut to, boy, these are painful. Talk about, if you want to talk about a weird juxtaposition of stuff that doesn't, I feel it doesn't really work as dark, the dark order and Adam page stuff. Now 
just feels like thrown together badly like oh come on adam we'll help you get your win back and like all these guys acting all weird and stuff out of page looking extremely uncomfortable drinking his drink like he knows the way you were doing that almost music. reminded me of like the old man from family guy <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it, it almost bordered on that didn't it these masked guys with no shirts on going oh adam we'll help you get your stuff back just reach for that popsicle it's in the bottom of the freezer I hold your ankles. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> uh, and Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana doing the yeah. best wrestling of his life, just sitting there going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, and then this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Adam Page does this great impassioned plea saying, you know what? You, you, you had all these people help you win, but I think you're a better wrestler than that. Why don't we face each other one-on-one? You leave yeah. Taz, you leave Starks, you leave everyone else. And you know what? If I win, I get my win back. But if you win, for you, it'll be double or nothing. And then all of a sudden, the Dark Order's all like, oh, you, did you see what you just did? It's like, did, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> Come on, even your buddy there looked like a total moron. <laughs> he was one of the best sells of that. Wait, that's the name of the pay-per-view. He's such a moron, that dude. <laughs> so awesome. Oh, okay. Speaking about morons, <laughs> we move to the next segment. Uh, the Pinnacle, celebrating Jericho. Uh, no, sorry, not celebrating Jericho. Celebrating their win <laughs> over Jericho's team. Um, I have the Jericho note there because you you pointed this out and I saw it too. And I actually had to rewind to see if that. So we have the Pinnacle out there. Tully gives. Which seems like a pretty good promo till it seems like he forgot what he was saying halfway through. <laughs> and then he was scrambling to say other fun things to cover it up, which I don't know if you guys caught that, but it really seemed like he knew what he was doing. And then he just sort of went blank for a second and went, you guys deserve everything. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny, pretty humorous. Uh, MJF wearing a very cool off pink uh, suit with a crown. He was literally wearing a Love the pink suit. I liked it, yep. too, because it wasn't pink pink. It was kind of a purplish pink. I liked it. It was an interesting color. Um, but then, the horrible ripoff, as always. We're not WWE, uh, but let's take one of the old <laughs> standards. Remember, remember Stone Cold coming in with the beer truck? And he had that giant beer truck, and he just blasted Kurt Angle it. did it with the milk truck. The milk. Uh, so then we have Sammy Guevara coming out and this was weird because you could see chris jericho kind of hiding back there before the reveal which yeah. i actually did a double take because in my head i thought did i see that and i rewounded like yeah i saw that That's, and then you yeah. commented about it they do a they, they they do a kind of trick thing where you know you force the heel you got to force the heel into uh a rematch and he has yeah. the upper hand which i don't understand because nobody picks who they fight you know the bad guys don't really decide who they're going to fight. I mean, Tony Khan just has to say yes. But of course, we have the storyline where yeah, if I'm they sorry. can figure it out on their if they can figure it out on their own, yes, they don't need Papa Tony to you know come in and hold their hands. Say, hey, you're going to fight you. You guys figured out yourself. You're going to wrestle each other. Okay, go ahead. So I, okay, the only thing I was unclear. Oh yes, do you really think it was that that they were squirting champagne? <laughs> because that was the obviously it was a little bit of the bubbly yeah we, we, we can't do beer because it's already been done we can't do yeah. milk because it's already been done water's too plain so we got to do a little bit of the bubbly so they do it and you and 
you know what, Andy, you brought up the best point. They were so far away from this truck that I'm pretty sure even at high speed, it would have just sort of felt like it was raining down on you a bit. Yeah. You know, but they were acting like they were like being shot with like cannons at five feet away. They were like, they, like they actually were when it was Steve Austin doing it. And when Kurt Angle were doing it 20 years yeah. ago in WWE. And, and when they did it, you could back then you could see the force of the stuff here. You could see the water. It was like me with yeah. a sprinkler or me with my hose out in the back telling the kids to get out of my yard. And, and the kids are doing like the biggest sell, flipping and flopping, yeah. trying to do their best Vince McMahon. And it's like, for what? <laughs> it was just horrible. Well, it's because champagne is slightly acidic to the eyes. And anyways, uh, moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> so, uh, of course, MJF is so pissed off by this that he agrees to give a rematch for this. But two conditions. One. The one condition is is interesting is uh, the inner circle has to break up if they lose. That could be interesting. But boy, I groaned when they said it was going to be stadium stampy. Oh, you remember what I said on a past episode? Yeah, you asked about this if they were going to do a stadium. I I, I, I said you asked where the, how far they're going to take this. I said yeah. I think we're going to see stadium stampede. Which is so backwards. This is so backwards. In, in, in reality, it's like, it's like me and Andy have a, a horrific feud. So our first match, we're going to do Hell in a Cell. And the oh. second match, we're going to go, I don't know, false count anywhere. <laughs> There's quite a bit of, it's backwards. It's, it's backwards. And it's, 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 to me, it's like the epitome of 50-50. It should okay. be the other way around. <laughs> yeah. You know, because there's not really, it, it was the, the, um, the major beatdown by the Pinnacle when they debuted. Yeah. And then what did we follow up with two weeks later? Boom. Oh, they, they open up the bathroom. There's Chris Jericho. And they get, you know, gang rushed or whatever by Inner Circle. Oh, well, that's good. You know, you got your comeuppance. You got your... You got your that was great. And that was great. But yeah, yeah. but why did that happen so soon? Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, and then you're saying, it's like, all of a sudden, they're... they're it's, it's working. Okay, well, you know what? Like... The, the heels are right here. That's it. This should be over. The shoot is done. What more are you going to do? Oh, well, wait. We have access to a football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so much less threatening than this giant cage structure that the. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to get another one of these so ridiculous. Are we going to see another, another 10 yard suplex? Stadium well, the Young Bucks aren't in it. Two. Guys, at least the Young Bucks aren't in there to do that ridiculousness. And there's no Matt Hardy teleporting and changing characters. Everything. Well, you know, someone's going to get hit by the golf cart. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Sammy. Sammy will get hit by that. Uh, okay. The, uh, I don't, it just, I don't even want to watch it. Last year, I got so sick of that match. I stopped watching it like five minutes in, and I just read the highlights. I couldn't take watching that garbage. I'm sorry. There's, I, I have my point. I have my limit. Um, next, we had a sit-down. And it's so bad. There was a time where a sit-down with Jim Ross was something very special. special. Now, it something? Just seems, now it just seems like, yeah, we're telling you it's special because Jim Ross is there. Um, Kudos to Britt Baker. She was interesting. She said some yeah. cool stuff. But really, what a waste of Jim Ross for this segment. You know, uh, it could have been anyone. And, and it's really they're tainting it, the law of diminishing returns here. The more that they keep using him like this, there's going to become a point where no one's even going to give a crap that it's John um, Jim Ross doing this. So 
I, I just, yeah, I threw it out for you guys. Uh, any, you guys want to touch on anything out of that? Brit sounded good, but overall you're right. All righty. Uh, now, how about this for contrast? Last week we had Britt Baker do a squash match. This week we have Thunder Rosa doing a squash match. Uh, the one and two contenders uh, against Jasmine Allure, who, if that is not the biggest porn star name I've heard this week, it's pretty funny. Uh, Jasmine Allure, who uh, got one move in, I believe. But hey, it's one more move than Julia Hart got last week. I don't know what that says. But uh, squash, uh, did it make Thunder Rosa look good? I guess. Uh, I did like, though, it gave Thunder Rosa the opportunity to yell at the camera that, hey, what about me? It should be my turn. Which yeah. she is right, 100%. So, uh, then... Jade Cargill. <laughs> um, is this woman ever really going to wrestle? I mean, is, is this what really good? You know, she's just going to come and say we, she's we've been that talking, We've been saying all these good things about her. And uh, she's still, uh, we haven't still, still haven't seen her in the ring except for that one match, which the tag team match. She's almost, guys, a step up from Emiliana. Do you remember that? When they had... Uh, Emiliana. Yeah. They had her like every week. Every She never... And then they just dropped yeah. it. And it never happened. <laughs> That's almost what I'm starting to feel with Jade Cargill. Like, I mean, does she do more than just walk around saying, I'm that bitch? <laughs> okay, you're the bitch, but can you wrestle? I, I don't know. I don't know. And even that's not convincing to me because it's like she's not doing anything to early because you are, well, because you say you are. Like, yeah. what have you, like, you've had some promos and that's it. Like, and, I mean, and she did have the one of the match because she, she did have the singles match with Red Velvet and they had a pretty good match. Yeah, but that's Absolutely. just a tag. No, no, but Elliot was saying like he's like he's like they had the tag match. I'm like, no, no, there was one more match. And that's I right. Remember, the, like, yeah, the the one match after. Yeah. yeah. But even that was like we were kind of like, well, what? Why? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> now, before we get to the last part here, I just want to point out something. They they showed us a quick rundown of next week's matches. And boy, what a level of step down from this week's advertised to next week's advertised. It's, it's going to be a rough one next week, guys. <laughs> I think it's not going to be as, you know, one of the matches is just definitely going to be uh, a total squatch because, we, you know, that's all the Anthony Agogo is just going to punch that stupid uh, uh, Billy Gunn's kid in the stomach and that'll yeah. be the end of that match. It has to be. I mean, if he puts up more of a fight than Cody or those other guys, that just makes those guys look bad. So uh, I just... But, but one of the interesting matches, Serena Deeb uh, defending against uh, Red, Red Velvet. Velvet. So there's a kind of a weird crossover, AEW exclusive girl against an NWA girl. Um, but I want to see it. I want to see it. That, I think that'll be an interesting match. Um, let's get to the main event. But before we do, we walked in. There was a, This is where I went, oh, boy. Finally, Darby Allen is given a promo that isn't ridiculous. It isn't him hurting himself, him doing ridiculous, unimaginable things. It's a very solid, cool promo about a guy getting ready to fight. The underdog dude from the street, ready to fight. I think I enjoyed Darby Allen. Plus, to hear his normal voice, to the first time in, like, ever that I enjoyed something from Darby Allen. And as soon as I thought that, I went, okay, he's losing the belt tonight. Because <laughs> that's how it works in wrestling. They give you the world's best promo because they know you need some kind of traction coming out of your loss. So let's get into this match. Darby Allen against Miro. And Miro finally lived up to the hype of what we've seen. 
He's grabbing Darby and he's ragdolling him so much in this match. He's doing some crazy stuff that like you're wondering why Darby isn't broken in half. Uh, things to point out, Sting, man, dye your hair. Holy smokes. They shot over to Sting and it looked like my great grandfather in makeup there. I was like, Gramps, you're alive. No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, he Sting looks really, really old right now. And uh, you got this guy for another three quarters of a year. Let's, let's let's get something out of him. Um, I did love that Darby. There was one time where he dived out of that ring and he hit Miro so hard that he bounced off him and went sideways yeah. off to the thing. And I was like, holy cow, kid, you're going to kill yourself. You don't need to do this. Um, in the end, though, um, Miro looking very strong, looking dominating like we said he should. I know, Andy, you got worried at the end there. You were looking at the time. You even sent me the ominous text of you were going to riot, which is terrible when you're kids. If you're at home listening to this or anything and you riot and you're by yourself at your home, that's a terrible place to riot. You'll only get kicked out. You'll be on the street. You'll be angry. Your clothes will be ripped. Maybe you'll have a bloody nose. I don't know. But just don't riot at home. Andy, don't riot at home, okay? Take that down to the 7-Eleven. There, there you go. Go right at the 7-Eleven. Thankfully, I did not have to try. And I'll be honest, and I was telling yeah. Elio this before you came on. Yeah. Just my state of mind, as like, you know, as the show kind of got going there talking about it, I actually had the thought in my head, and this is how I how much I don't trust AEW booking. <laughs> okay. I was prepared to message you guys and say, look, if Darby beats Miro. I'm out. I'm done. I like. I'm not going to be a co-host on Global anymore. Oh my I, I can't do this. Oh, I see you. <laughs> I can't. I'm just yeah. So, uh, thankfully, well. thankfully, Tony Khan, the greatest Booker and the all-knowing promoter, uh, you know, he heard your my, heard your silent yes. plea. Yes. 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 Wow. Well, I guess we dodged a bullet there, Elio. <laughs> um in the end uh okay and i gotta admit when when near the end when uh, darby hit the code red i thought oh crap they're actually gonna let him win uh, or my miro but in the end miro did win used a choke out uh then of course there had to be this ridiculous aftermath with (sighs) please scorpio sky and um ethan Ethan Page. page you two have got to like if you're going to use these guys for running, make it make it something. Having them in the periphery every week and then being chased off just makes them look like nothing. Yeah, you know, like we we barely even get to see what their attack ever is. By the time the camera hits there, there's people chasing them out. Uh, it just makes them look extremely. It doesn't make them look cool or dangerous. It makes them look like little skinny cowards running away all the time. Um, Miro, however, didn't let it. He was not going to let his uh, celebration end. He standing there, he choked out uh, Darby, he yelled at him, threw his belt in his face, did all this stuff. And then I got to tell you, I if I'm Miro, I'm laughing because there is no way in hell that uh, Lance Archer is any kind of threat. Because Lance Archer came out with his a good thing, 852-year-old Jake the Snake Roberts, who <laughs> didn't look like he was trying to have a heart attack too, yeah. <laughs> while trying to hold back Archer. I mean, <laughs> What was that all about? Archer, you can't be that strong of an 800-year-old man having a heart attack can keep you from the ring. <laughs> uh, Andy, I know you want to talk about this match. Oh. Finally, 
AEW. Finally, Miro. This is what we should have seen from Miro in day one when he debuted. And there's no argument that you can possibly give that's like, oh, well, they had to do all this stuff to kind of like his, his, how long has he been here now? A year, eight months, a year? It seems forever. Uh, it, it's not that, it's not as long as you think. I think it's been like eight months at the most. Like, I'm sorry, has been a bust, it's been a waste. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, you know, you've talked about, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to say I don't disagree, but uh, mm-hmm. often, Tom, you make the point about, you know, kind of like once you see something, that's it. You know, people are kind of jaded in their viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And Miro's been misused for eight months. And I really hope that uh, people get past this because he dominated tonight the way he should have. He looks great. Uh, in our group chat, I made the comparison. I said, this is like watching like a, like a Brock Lesnar match. And Brock, Res- Brock Lesnar rarely loses. And there's no way Miro should be losing this. And thankfully he, he didn't and, and he looked great. And I hope, you know, for the amount of time, I mean, it seems like Darby's been a champ forever. Mm-hmm. I, has it been like since Christmas? It's been, well, he, cause he defends it so rarely. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. It's around Christmas. Like four or five months. Like, so I, I hope, I really hope that uh, Miro gets a good run and, and they can make him look like the monster that he should be. And he deserves to be, he's, he's the monster that AEW needs. Do you think Lance Archer is any kind of interesting threat? Do you think there's, is this going to be an interesting program or, or is, or is Archer buried himself so far that he's no longer a monster? I, I think Archer to say that he, that he's kind of been buried to me, this is one of the things like, I don't know that he should be the first challenger. This should have been something now where it's like, Archer should have been getting kind of like a bit of a, a rebuild or a repush alongside where it's like, you know, let him build up that momentum to get to the point that we want to see Archer and Miro. We want to see these two behemoths, you know, the uh, irresistible force meets the immovable object instead of just kind of throwing him out there. And it's like, well, wait a second. I thought it was, he was buddy with Sting and Darby, but so is that why he's challenging Miro or is he challenging Miro because Miro is the champ? Like, I would yeah. I'd rather I, I would rather see, you know, the the you know the the have them running parallel. Mm-hmm. That Miro's dominating as a champ. Have Lance Archer start to to dominate, you know, singles, and it's like okay, we need to see these two behemoths collide. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I mean, for the way they've been presenting, the way they look, I would still think it'd be like it's it's a build up for Miro to go over on him, mm-hmm. but. Um, I, I guess I guess we'll see. I just I I don't agree because it's like you said, like the it's not like really Archer's on a big winning streak or has a lot of momentum right now, right? And I think that's one of the biggest problems with the way uh, things were presented. I mean, Miro going into this has been like he has to win, he has to win, or this is it. And it's the same as uh, Lance Archer. They put him in that position of. He's got to do something, or this is it. He's we can't take him much more of no. He's he's losing all credibility, and I think the real danger here is Tony Khan. I think believes that having these two monsters collide will build them both up, and I don't know if that that can be done. To be honest, I think you needed to you prop up Archer a lot more and Miro a lot more 
before unleashing them on each other. Now it's just going to, let's face it. Every time we see a world champion lose or a champion at all, lose their belts, right? They're usually given one or two fodder guys before they're, you know, like, you know, uh, Cody wins the belt, then he gets Scorpio Sky. You know, he doesn't get like Moxley or something like that. So what does that say when the first person you throw at Miro is Lance Archer? That tells you right there that Lance Archer ain't that big of a dude to begin with. Uh, Had he ran out, tried to attack him, but he wasn't going to be in the mix for a while, that might have been something. But we know AEW. We know this is the next program and but uh all in all what did you think of the win of the the this match andy like itself you know it uh it was it was it was a good match for what it needed to be darby put up a good fight as the smaller guy as the underdog but this is one of those ones where you know what tonight was not darby allen's night this was miro's night and he, he he showed up and he showed well, that's because he's not the underdog from the underground. All right, Elio. Uh, <laughs> it was that Sami Zayn's thing. The <laughs> underdog from the yeah, underground. Like the, yeah. <laughs> he lives in a subterranean area and he's smaller than everyone. Anyways, Elio. Yeah, Mark, unknown. Was, yeah this was unknown. I, I like this match. It was a great match. Um, it's good to see Miro winning, finally. The, this is uh, what we should have been seeing all along. I just don't... Uh, no, uh, why, how or why they put Lance Archer as the first guy up there? Especially since he, Eddie's right too. Doesn't he have like an unfinished business with like other people going on? Like yeah, uh, storylines? Oh, oh, who, 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 was he feeling with the Young Bucks or was he feeling with some yeah. other? Well, wasn't it Sky and uh, Sky Page and Page? And, yep. It's, there's just too much going on. A little too much where it's hard to yeah. figure out who's going to go for what. Now, here comes the interesting part, and I'm curious about you guys, and I'm going to put mine for last. But our report card for this week, Elio, how are you going to rank it on our report card system this week's episode of AEW Dynamite? This week uh, was a fun episode. I'm going to go with a B plus on this. All righty. Andy? All right. I Much deliberation because I had a great at one point. Uh-huh. And, uh, again, as I told Elio, I had – you know, afterwards, I'm like, oh, well, it's going to be this. Um, I'm going to go with an A minus. A minus. But still, in your rankings, that is still the best AEW Dynamite show that you've ranked. I think, I think I've think i done an A before. Have you? I don't think I'm you pretty have. Sure, I'm pretty sure I have. I think I've done so, it once. So then you are lying to us when you said this was the best episode ever. <laughs> one, one, of the best epi- one of the best episodes ever. I'm going to look back as we're saying this. <laughs> Well, just, you know, and, and, and I loved. I mean, obviously, I mean, for me, the the, the big thing was the the Miro win. Yeah. Um, there wasn't anything that was like really, really poor, mm-hmm. but the um, pinnacle inner, inner circle thing left a, a sour taste, sort of pun intended, there in yeah. my mouth because you know it it you know you oh yeah we're not like WWE. And you do something like that, and you don't even really do a good job of it. Yeah, you're like a, a low rent. Yeah, isn't that what and, we have impact for? Anyways, well, but you know, <laughs> but, you know what? You'll say that though. But it, it, and and we t- and it's funny because you know we whether we're being nitpicky or not, mm-hmm. give them credit. WWE has extremely high production value, and there's very few slip ups. 
there's very few technical hiccups, mistakes. So when for something like using this as an example, when you see the uh, Komodo or whatever it's called come out, the, 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 the cart, mm-hmm. and you can see the blonde hair kind of moving in the back, it's like, yeah, it, it's almost like if, um, uh, uh, Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. And there's the one scene where uh, the guys are talking to Ricky Bobby. It's like, oh, yeah, like uh, the young kid, you know, he died or whatever. It's horrible. Meanwhile, the kid's kind of peering around the corner. And he's like, wait a second. Hey, I, I-, I can see you. He's not really dead. <laughs> and that's kind of how this felt. It's like, oh, there's just the three of them coming out. I'm like, well, wait, there's Jericho's right there. Like you can see him. Yeah. So that was kind of. I would say Bush League or independently, like yeah, it's just oh, poorly and, done. Yeah, and then you know when you have the the, the bubbly getting shot out like that, <laughs> they're still far enough from the, from. The, it, it's almost like you're playing the uh, you're at the carnival trying to play shoot yes, the, the, it, the water it, guns into the thing to make the balloon go and blow up or whatever. Yeah, and it's like nah, this this isn't working, and it just <laughs> that yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, a minus. A minus. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this a solid B plus. I thought it was, I thought especially the first hour went extremely, despite Cody being a bit of a drag, uh, the first hour pretty solid and quick. Yeah. Um, You know, it seems like not a lot happened in the second hour when I'm looking at my notes, but uh, it, uh, it was an interesting time. Uh, The, the end of the era for SCU, that's too bad. They went from being like the first champions of this thing over just over a year ago to being like, kind of afterthought old guys that they want to get rid of. So I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Uh, good on Miro and uh, Omega, just not a bright guy, I guess. Yeah, we're going to go with uh, B, B+. Plus. So, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in this week. It was a interesting time. Uh, Andy made it through the show. <laughs> he will be back next week, apparently. Uh, let's hope he doesn't go on a run of if Miro ever loses. <laughs> If there's another bad episode of Dynamite, I'm done. Uh-oh. Next week, this was, might be Andy's last episode, folks. I've seen what's coming next week. I'm not sure how strong that's going to be. Um, anyways, guys, thanks a lot for uh, popping on. It was uh, it was nice to finally, you know, it's been a couple weeks in a row now that we've had some solid, uh, some solid AEW. That's kind of nice because there was a little while there. We were getting a little cranky, all three of us. So, folks, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to, you know, if you have any comments or anything you want to talk about on the show, especially hot topics or maybe there's a wrestler you think we should put in the elite delete, by all means, uh, send us a, a line. Uh, Elio, what a superstar, man. Crack through all of those addresses. Uh, Andy, thank you for joining. Elio, good to see you again. And Elio, do us a favor and say goodnight to the good people for us. All right. In the meantime, in between time, That's it. Another episode of WPOV Global. Bye-bye.